Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, afternoon, people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Hallelujah. I hope you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I thank God for your lives. God bless you and keep all of you strong this afternoon. Hallelujah. And I want to welcome all of you to the first um, you know, day of our three days prayers and fasting experience, which we all know the theme to be defeating your adversary in the court of heaven. Hallelujah. I believe strongly that the Lord is going to empower us even with divine strength and peace to overcome every adversary of our destiny. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, the Zoom link is still active. You can invite your friends and loved ones. This afternoon we are going to have a lot of understanding about how things work in the spirit realm. And we are going to stand upon the understanding we will get and pray. And the Lord will graciously even speak to our destinies. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holmes. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So get ready. Get ready as we enter into a moment of prayer. Get ready. Get ready. Something strange is about to happen. Get ready. Get ready. 
get ready.
Something is happening right now. The Lord is setting the foundation for what He is about to do. Just open your spirit, open your heart, and soak what God is about to release. Get ready. Get ready.
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise and all the glory. Amen. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? All right. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of Jesus. This afternoon, the devil is in trouble. My God. The devil is in a serious trouble this afternoon. And the Lord is going to open our eyes and grant us grace even to experience His goodness in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace of God is coming upon somebody. Listen, we are in a strong prophetic atmosphere and I want your faith to be geared up because anything is possible within this period. The of God will come upon you. The angels of the Lord are ready. They are set to do the bidding of the Lord. And I want everybody to be very sensitive and active even to experience whatever the Lord has planned for you. Now, I stand on the altar of victory and I speak over your lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any negativity that is persisting in its manifestation in your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. I command it to come to an end now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any man or woman that has received a contract to legally torment your destiny in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let every evil work they are doing come to an end now. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord said your lifting has come and there is nothing that can stop you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, wait, before we move on to what God wants us to learn, is there anybody here that was born on the 9th of July? 9th of July. Quickly show up. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. 9th of July. If you were born on the 9th of July, let me know. Thank you, Father. Somebody, Florita. Florita, I'm praying for you. Spiritually, the Lord has opened my eyes. And when the angel of the Lord, when, I, my, when my eyes was open, I saw that an angel was standing before me. And the angel said, Son of man, let me show you something that the Lord wants to do. Even for this person that was born on this very date you are seeing. Immediately I saw that the angel carried me. As the angel carried me, I have entered 
a certain house. When I got to the house, I saw spiritually that a lot of people were in the house. And the angel of the Lord spoke to me and said, This family you are seeing, there is a blessing that is upon this family. And the blessing that is on the family is about lifting. And I see that there is a leadership grace that is upon that family. The Lord spoke to me by his angel and he said that everybody in this family is carrying a certain grace even to be lifted in leadership. That is the reason why the Lord is speaking to me. Even when most of the people in the family were in school, they were always giving, thank you Father, they were always giving positions even in school and as I was looking at what was going on the angel of the Lord spoke to me and said come let me show you another thing immediately I was carried by the angel of the Lord even on his wings I saw that we entered into the clouds we have appeared in Cape Coast we have entered into the University of Cape Coast the moment we entered I saw that the angel of the Lord led me to a place we are standing in front of Kwame and home when we got there i saw spiritually that the angel spoke to me and said let us enter this room we entered the room when we entered the room the first person i saw was a young man and the name i saw written on the man's head is like godfred godfred sapon and i saw plenty of people in the room but i saw that you move close to this godfred sapon and you were having a conversation with him and i was i was there with the angel of the lord listening to the conversation you were telling them the, the guy that you want to go for a certain position which one would be best and i saw that the guy sat you down and he said if you go to this side it will not work but it, if you go and vie for the position even of her secretary you will get it and immediately i saw you decided that that is what you will go for and the lord is ministering to me that there are two things that must be done because in the realms of the spirit that position has already been given to you but the angel of the lord spoke to me and said Two things must be settled, else the enemy will try to take that seat from you. And the Lord spoke to me and said, these two things are in your family. Immediately, the angel of the Lord carried me back to the house where I stood. And he said, there is a certain spirit in the house that is making sure that the leadership position... Thank you, Father. The moment I entered into the house, there is a certain woman that I saw. This woman is very old. I am looking at somebody over over 70 years. And I saw a name like Dufiel written boldly on the woman's forehead. And the angel of the Lord spoke to me and said, This is the woman that is actually carrying the key that will enable everybody in this family even to be lifted in the leadership grace that God has given to them immediately. The angel asked me to go to the woman and open her left palm. I did that and I saw a key. I removed the key and he told me to give it to you. I placed the key in your hands and all of a sudden I started seeing you rejoicing and you went out of the house and plenty of people moved to you and they were pouring white palm.
powder on you. And they said, you have won. You have won. You have won. The Lord spoke to me to tell you that today his grace and faith. My God. The favor of the Lord is coming upon you. And the Lord ministered to me and said, by his anointing, that position that you are trying to go for, say it the spirit of the Lord. If only you will stand in prayer and connect to him very well, he is opening that door for you and he will surely lift you. It will not only be in this school, for the Lord will open greater doors for you, even to the United States of America, for that is the place that the biggest throne is waiting for you. I speak by the mandate of heaven that when God has planned and purpose for your destiny, receive it in the name of Jesus. There is nothing going on in your family that can stop you from being lifted to the height that God has prepared and ordained for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know why I heard a name like Ifa. If you are here and you bear a name like Ifa, kindly show up right now. Kindly show up right now. We want to pray. We want to pray today, but I want to settle these things before we move forward. If you are here and you bear the name Ifa, show up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm seeing two people. One, one. Thank you, Jesus. Stephanie Dia said, me, please. Okay, and somebody here on Zoom said, my husband's name. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Hey, you two, your husband's name is Ifa. Father, whose husband are we talking about here? Yes, Lord, help me. Let me speak to the person here on Zoom. The name I'm seeing is, is Swella or something. Spiritually, the Lord is speaking to me right now. I saw that I've entered a certain house. When I go to the house, I'm seeing that there are documents on the floor. And a lot of people are crying. And I saw you there. You were crying. And as I was looking at what was going on, I asked the angel of the Lord, why is it that there are these documents on the floor? And it looks to me in my vision like those documents are wet. It looks like somebody has poured water on them. And everybody was crying. And I asked the angel of the Lord and he said to me that there is a certain traveling door that should have opened for you three years ago. Now this traveling door was blocked by a certain woman. We will bring the woman to court this afternoon. I'm telling you. We will use your case as a case study. This woman has blocked that traveling door three years ago because of something that actually happened which the Lord is not permitting me to say but the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said get close to the documents lift them and yes Lord I took one of the documents and what I'm seeing looks to me in my vision like a birth certificate and I don't know but the name I am seeing written on it is like obey obey something like that I'm seeing obey written boldly on the on the on the birth certificate, the Lord spoke to me and said, it is this birth certificate that is supposed to work out to bring a passport that would help up. That's your husband. Hear me. Where is your husband? Your husband is Nana Efa Obin. Where is your husband? Where is he right now? We are pushing him by God's grace. He's at work in Cape Coast. Which Cape Coast is he that I don't know him? Which part? Oh my God. Your husband. Your husband is supposed to travel. 
And let me tell you this I am standing in the unseen that the Lord has released upon me today. And I'm declaring this to you in the mighty name of Jesus. A year by this time, the power of God will open that door.、Uh, let, me, let me tell you this. If you pray well, your husband will travel before this year ends because my spirit has already been carried to a certain airport right now. And the airport I'm standing is not an airport in Ghana. The Lord is speaking to me. If you stand in prayer more, the Lord is going to open that door for you, for your husband. And the Lord spoke to me and said, When that door opens for your husband, it will also be a great blessing to you.、Mm. Because whilst I was looking, hey, some people have worried your husband. I'm telling you. And I'm seeing that spiritually, the, there were a lot of attacks against his finance. Serious attacks. Meanwhile, your husband has been a blessing to many people. And I'm saying that about eight people are owing your husband, but they have decided not to pay. It is because of a certain spirit. We will handle the spirit. I'm telling you. I'm seeing the spirit. I'm seeing how the spirit looks like. We'll bring the spirit to court. Let him come and accuse. And the gracious Lord will speak on our behalf. Hear me. The Lord told me and said, Today that spirit has been arrested. Oh my goodness.、Eh? There, is, there is a reason I'm speaking with this boldness because I know what the Lord has shown me. Your husband is about to travel and nothing can stop it. I speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. That spirit that is withstanding and stopping that traveling door from opening. By the prophetic unction at work this afternoon. Let that spirit be arrested. And hear me, it is not only your husband that will go, but I see that he will go first. Then you, you will follow. And I'm seeing one, two. I don't know, I'm seeing two children that the Lord is blessing you and your husband with. There's another one that just showed up. There will be three. The Lord is speaking to me to tell you that his favor is locating you. And your husband, and he's about to bless you. I don't know, but I'm, what I'm seeing right now on another document is a name like Consuela. Is that a name? That is your name. Hey, what does he mean? My God. It needs consolation. Oh, I see. Then the Lord is about to console you. Whatever the enemy has done, the Lord will restore it unto you, double fold, and you will see God's glory. In the mighty name, tell your husband, Nana, if I obey that, what w e r e In Jesus' mighty name, I call it that. Listen to me. There is somebody that has covered a certain amount of money. In your husband's family, I have entered the family where there is this chief tenancy thing, and there is. Can I see this one? Holy Ghost. Go and ask your husband. There is a certain goal that was supposed to be given to his family, but a certain Ibusia Penny man stood against it. He has killed three people because of that goal. Ask your husband. He might know, he might not know, but ask him. Hear me. You have not seen anything called riches. God made your husband a rich man, and you, you were made as a great help 
to multiply what your husband will have. And the Lord said, today, his function has been released upon you. You will see God's goodness in everything you do. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. My God. My God. My God. My God. Should we pray and teach or we should continue with the, the prophetic? What, what should we do now? Holy Ghost. Okay, right now I'm knowing those who want holy prophecy. Hallelujah. Now hear me. We are defeating our adversaries. Hear me. First, not on the battleground, but in the courts of heaven. Are you with me? One of the things that we really need to understand as believers is that God made this whole world, especially the matters of the earth and heavens, God made the matters of the heavens and the earth according to strict legal conditions. We, one of the things we need to know is that God is not only a father, he is also a judge. Are you getting that? When we read the book of Psalm 82, the other time when we're talking about the Elohim, we made mention of that, that God is a judge that judges among the gods. Are you following? Psalm 82. The word of the Lord said, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. So God is a judge. And when we read the book of Hebrews chapter 12, I think from verse 22 downwards, the Bible makes mention of the fact that we have come to the judge of all. The judge of all. And anytime you hear the word judge, then you should know we are speaking of a court system. Are you following? There cannot be any judge without a court. So God, as a father, you will not find him as a father in the court. You will find him as a father in the house. So we have the house of God. God, as a God and a deity of worship, you don't really find him in the house or the home, but you find him in his temple. Is somebody getting what is going on? But when we speak of God, as a judge, you will find him in the court. Now, if the Bible said we have come to the judge of all, then you need to know we have entered a certain court. There are courts in heaven, you need to know. Not only one court. Even physically, when you come to this earth, you don't have only one that dimensions of courts. We have circuit courts, we have district courts, we have um, supreme court, high court, and all those kind of courts. Now, each court has the kind of case that is handled over there. Are you following? Good. Now, there is something that the word of the Lord says in the book of Psalm 100, verse 4. Follow me carefully. Psalm 100, 100, verse 4. The Bible says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts 
with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Are you following? So there are what we call the courts. He did not say court. There are courts. Different dimensions of courts. Now, anytime you enter a court, one of the things that even a layman would actually detect is the number of books that are found in a court. Some of you might not get what I'm trying to say. That is the reason why you should know this. When a judge wants to give a verdict, they have a certain big book that they will, they will read through. They will sit down and listen to the whole case. But they have ways and means of bringing out a verdict. So there are books in the courts of God. And the books differ based on the kind of court. Is somebody following? Understand that the court system we have on this earth was actually a certain kind of understanding and ideology that was borrowed from the heavenly court system. Are we all following? Good. I want everybody to listen to me carefully. Don't miss anything. Because everything we are doing on this earth depends on what I'm saying. And we'll come there. Now, I want all of us to... That's why I'm taking it slow. I want all of us to understand this. Now, when we read the book of Daniel, the prophet Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, the word of the Lord said, Daniel actually was carried into the heavens. He was carried into the court of the Lord. When we read Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 down, Daniel said, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had, it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten homes. Now, verse 8, he said, I considered the homes, behold, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. Now, this is a vision that Daniel is getting. He's seen a lot of beasts, but as he was moving ahead with what he was seeing, verse 9, he said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. So there were certain thrones that were cast down. And the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Verse 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. This is Daniel standing in the court. He said, All of a sudden, thrones, plenty thrones, were brought, and the ancient of days did sit. There's a reason why he called him ancient of days in the court. 
and I'll explain it shortly. Now, when the ancient of this sat on his throne, the Bible said, all of a sudden, the judgment was set. He's actually speaking of the judicial system of heaven. Then he said, the books were opened. So you see, one of the key things you need to understand is that God is a judge. Are you following? Good. Now, there are so many dimensions and various levels of courts in heaven. I'm about to say some few things that will help us. And I believe strongly that the Spirit of the Lord will bring divine understanding to us and grant us divine grace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, God as a judge, when you enter into the, so many levels in the courts, there are so many courts in the heavens, but the most simplest form which physically or earthly, we will talk about maybe the circuit court or the district court. In the courts of heaven, the, let me say, the easiest one that everybody is always there working and receiving cases and issues is what we call the court of accusation. Don't forget it. The court of accusation. Now, there are certain keys you need to understand when we speak of courts. The first key or some of the things that must exist in a court that you need to understand. The first one is a judge. Every court must have a judge. Are you following? The second one is what we call a lawyer or an advocate. A lawyer or an advocate. The third one is what we call an accuser or a prosecutor. Those of you who have not been to court before, you don't understand what I'm saying. But some of us who have been to court before, the Lord will help us. Can you all hear me? The third one is an accuser or a prosecutor the one that takes your case to the court to accuse you and to prosecute you then what you need to know that the other one is what we call the defender or the one that is coming to defend himself are you following And those of you who are into law, you understand what I'm talking about. The fifth one is what we call a witness. Defendant. Okay. A witness. Now, let's, let's stay here and have understanding into things. Now, we have come to know that God 
is the judge. So when you enter into that court known as the court of accusation, which is the simplest court that all earthly matters, some of the matters between human beings and these can be, you know, um, be brought to, is known as the court of accusation. And in that court, God is the judge. Now, when you read the book of 1 John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 2 verse 1, 1 John chapter 2 verse 1, my goodness. 1 John chapter 2 verse 1, the Bible said, my little children, these things I write unto you that you do not sin. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Look at that. So here, he's speaking of the one who is an advocate of the lawyer of the defendant. Are you following? And according to this scripture, who is the advocate of the lawyer here? Jesus Christ. But look at something that John said. He said, I am writing this to you. He's speaking of believers. He said, I'm writing this letter to you so that you, you do not sin. But if we sin, we have. So you see, he's talking about we, 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 as in a particular group of people. He said, We have an advocate. He didn't even say with the judge, he said, With the father. So what John is trying to open our eyes to know is that even in the court, the judge is still our father. Ah, somebody's not getting it. And yesterday, I made us understand something. That Jesus Christ is our elder brother. I hope you, you, all, you all got that. So the Bible said he was not ashamed to call us brethren. So now you have entered the court. The main judge is your father. And your lawyer, the one that is also going to speak for you, is your elder brother. What is your problem? <laughs> what at all is your problem? But there are certain things we really need to know. And that is what many people don't know. That has given the enemy an upper hand over their lives. The Lord is going to help us. Hallelujah. Now, when we read the book of so the next person that we need to know is what? The accuser. Revelation chapter 12. The book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Chapter 12 verse 10. The accuser. Is it the same as the plaintiff? Those of you who are into um, law. Good. Now, the Bible said, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 10, the Bible says that, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, 
which accused them before our God day and night. And we all know this accuser to be who? Satan. Great. Now you the defendant. The defendant, you are the one we are talking about. So when you get to the point of the defendant, write me. Are you getting it? Write me, me, me. Good. Now, and the one that is your witness is the Holy Spirit. This thought will be so beautiful. The Bible says, Our spirit bear witness with the Spirit of God that we are the sons of God. So the Holy Ghost is your. Don't forget these things. These things I'm just saying, just flat like that. In fact, our entire earthly life depends on this court. Whatever happens to you, the victories you get in life, everything is dependent on the matters of the court. And I'm going to explain to you. Now, the word of the Lord says, so if we have understood all these um, key points in the courts of heaven, we are actually talking about the list of all the courts, which is known as the court of accusation, where you will be accused. Now, you remember in the book of Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 downwards, the book of Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible said, and he showed me, let me read it from the ISV, then I saw Joshua the high priest standing in the presence of the angel of the Lord with Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. Satan was standing at the right hand of the high priest to oppose the high priest. Why? The Bible says in the next verse, the Lord told Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> in fact, May the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke Allah. They said, In fact, in fact, Satan, may the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. This man is a burning brand plucked from the fire. Is he not? It is God speaking to Satan. Verse 3 the Bible says, Now Joshua was wearing filthy clothes as he stood in the presence of the angel. And you realize that this is the reason why Satan was standing at his right hand to oppose him? Now, when you even look at what John told us in the book of 1 John chapter 2 verse 1, he said, and he's writing a letter to us so that we will not sin. But in case we sin, we have a lawyer. That means the day you sin, he will take you to court. You need to put this at the back of your mind. We don't sin for free. <laughs> We don't sin for free. You would need a lawyer. That is why no sin is free. If you don't know, if you are knowing today, no sin is free. We are privileged to be the sons of the judge and that the, the lawyer is our elder brother and even the witness It's the spirit of the Lord. 
Are you following? So you see, anytime somebody sins, there is an accusation against that person in court, whether you know it or not. But it, it is good and expedient for you to know. One of the signs that you have been taken to court is when guilt enters your, 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 your heart. When you feel guilty after doing something, it means you, are, you, are, you have been summoned to court. Now, when that happens, there is what you are supposed to do. If you don't do that, you are, you, are, you are actually bringing yourself into a certain pit of problems. And I'll touch on that very soon. Are you following? So a high priest that God had chosen, just because he was wearing a filthy garment. Now, that filthy garment is a, is a sign of sinfulness. Because the word of the Lord says something. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, I love that, I love that scripture. He said, let your garment always be pure and let not your head lack oil. Let me, let, me, let me give that scripture to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 8, Let your garment be always white. And let not your head lack no ointment. It speaks of oil. Because if your garment is not white, it means it is dirty. And once it is dirty, the accuser will go to God, to the court, and accuse you. Now hear me. He cannot go to the dimension of God as a father. But he can go to the dimension of God as a judge. Because when it comes to the matters of judgment, we are always using God's own ways against him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And it takes only God to rise as a judge in his highest state where he speaks that no other person speaks to override every other thing. And he does that in favor of us as sons. So anytime the judge, in fact, if God as a judge is looking at the case that has been brought to the court, as the devil, the accuser has brought your matter, that God, you call this your son? You said in your word that anybody that would destroy this body, because it is your temple, you will destroy that person. This person has fornicated. I have brought the matter to you. Now, look at what, what you, have, you have said. I'm bringing that same word to you. So it is better for you to decree a verdict upon this young man's life because he fornicated. Hmm. Then all of a sudden, whilst you are being accused, immediately, so one of the ways to know that you have been summoned to court by an accuser is when you start feeling guilty a whole lot of issues will start going on in your body your mind you are tormented everywhere 
because of something wrong you did. At that moment, don't just sit down. There is what you need to do. Because the matters of this world. Eh? <laughs> do you know that in the, in the matters of the court, when you are summoned to the court and you don't appear, whether you are guilty of the matter or you are not guilty, because you did not appear at the court, they will give you a first warning and summon you again. If you don't appear the second time, they will send some people, they are called warrant officers. They will now have the warrant to come and arrest you. Yes. So the matter is, you see, how many of us have been to the court of heaven before? How many of us have been to the court of heaven? We don't even know. Now, you don't necessarily need to be carried in the in a vision to go there before you say, okay, I'm there. No, I'm going to show you the simplest way to be at the court. Because whilst you are walking and you are feeling guilty of the negative thing you did, you are being summoned at the court. You need to appear there. What I'm talking to you about is something that even happened to Job. It happened to Job. And let me tell you, about 99% of all the accusations that the accuser will bring to the court, 99.9% of them are true. 99.9% ah, you fornicated. So when we bring the matter to the court, it is true. Don't come and say any other thing. That is why Jesus gave us a clue. In the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 25. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, Agree with your adversary quickly whilst you have, whilst you are on the way with him. He said, Come to terms quickly with your opponent while you are on the way to court. Or your opponent may hand you over to the judge. And the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Now, the place of agreeing or coming to the place of agreement with the one that is accusing you is what we call the confession of your sins. Are you following? Now, when we say we should confess our sins, it is actually a courtroom thing. Because when you are brought to the courtroom and the accuser start accusing you, you fornicated last week, you did this, you did this, you did this. And in fact, according to God's word, there is always something that must actually happen to a person that is a fornicator. And that is what the accuser has come to the court. For God to let that thing happen to you. Now, the first thing you do when you appear in the court is that you accept what the accuser has said because you know it is true. Don't come and say any other thing. The first thing to do is to accept it. Yes, I fornicated. And after agreeing with your adversary and your accuser, the next thing you are supposed to do 
is to now connect to your advocate, the lawyer, who is known as Jesus, the righteous. Hallelujah. Is somebody following? See, some of us we are actually in court right now. We have, we have summoned us to court, but we don't even know how to appear there. And let me tell you this sometimes what the accuser is telling the court is not true, but because you did not appear, everything will now be in favor of the accuser and you will have victory over you. This is what happened to Job. Job did not even know that they were summoning him at the court. And because he did not know, the judge could not even do anything to help him. Because once you appear at the court and you, you agree that, okay, yes, I say, and you now look to your lawyer, who is Jesus, and say, I have appeared in this court, not in my own self. Because the Bible says that, and I'll give you a key to enter the courts of God. The Bible said, enter into his, his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The day you have been accused of a sin, at the court, start praising God and thanking God. And in that, thank you, Father. Come before the court. Now, you can do this by sitting down with your eyes closed and imagining things in your mind. It is one of the greatest keys that a man can do. Are you following? Oh, thank you. Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, the day they accused Job, he could not appear. And because he could not appear at the court, there was nothing the judge could have done. All that the judge wanted was that Job would appear there. Because once you have appeared there, you give the judge the chance to manifest his fatherhood to you. And when you now call him the Lord Jesus, that you have appeared in the court, not by your own will. You have accepted that, yes, you sinned. Yes, you fornicated with Adwamansa. Yes, you stole your mother's meat. Yes, you did this. You did that. After accepting that, you now turn to the Lord Jesus, who is your lawyer, and say, the Lord Jesus is my righteousness. And it is by his blood that I am purged. I come in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus and in the righteousness of God. Now, by so doing, the moment you start saying these things, there is something that will start speaking on your behalf in the same court. It is called the blood. Now, the blood will start speaking of better things than the evil things that the accuser was saying. And as the blood is speaking, it is what the blood is speaking that the judge will listen and give a verdict. So even though you sinned, but the moment you confessed your sins and you pleaded, now pleading means you are begging. No. no. Pleading, pleading does not mean you are begging. That's what I'm trying to say. Plead 
pleading. That's not me. Oh Lord, please, I'm begging you. Have mercy on me, please. I beg you, forgive me. That is not what we do. We don't beg in court. It is a ma- it is a legal ground. We don't beg. Did you do it? Yes, I did it. It will now take the judge to make a verdict on whatever should happen to you. But this time around, our lawyer is the Lord Jesus. He will show the judge of what he has done on your behalf and the reason why your sins are not supposed to come upon your own head. Then after the, the judge sees that, he will now release a verdict. The first thing that will happen after the blood will start speaking over your head is that you will lose the sense of guilt. That sense of guilt will disappear from you. And the next thing that will happen is that the accuser will be muted. We have what we call muting the voice of the accuser. The moment the guilt leaves you, the accuser will be muted. And the moment the accuser is muted, then the judge will make a verdict. And this is always what the judge will say when it is in your favor, that you have been found not guilty. And the moment that verdict is made, any other thing that the accuser wanted to do to you will be overturned and will be free walking about. This is something that we should engage in any time we know we are being summoned to the court. But hear me, if you are here, you did something last two years and you are still having guilt for that, you have not appeared in court. That guilt, listen, once you don't appear in the court, the enemy will have victory over a lot of things in your life. That is why Paul told us, he said, when you sin, he said, when you are angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go because it could do certain point to be You are giving the adversary a victorious attack over your life. And there is nothing you can do about it. I'm telling you, in fact, God, even God, cannot do anything about it. Some of you know just what I'm saying. This one is legality. So that many of us, some of you are listening to me right now. There are certain sicknesses on you. You don't need medicine. All you need is emotional healing. Once you are healed emotionally, all those other sicknesses will disappear from your body. And you have not been free emotionally because an accuser is always taking you to court because of some of the things that you are suffering from. They are worse you spoke to your own self that were not right. Worse you spoke to your own self. If there is anything you should never forget in your work with God, never forget that Satan is an accuser. And he's always accusing the brethren, the children of God in the court. The Bible said day and night. Day and night. That is why if somebody is handling a certain case, you see there are times a man of God can pray for somebody who is being tormented by a certain spirit. And the man of God will pray, the spirit will not leave. Have you, have you seen those things before? The man of God will pray. The matter will still be there. The demon will still be a stronghold. Upon all the prayers, there is something that is higher than prayer. It is a verdict from the judge in the court. When God passes a verdict as a judge, 
that you are, you are hereby declared not guilty. That is why we win the battles of life and the battles against the enemy, not on the battlefield, but in the court. Once you win the battle in the court, forget about what the enemy is doing. It will disappear one time. I'm telling you, the devil will always, every time, every day, accuse you to the judge. That is the only place in the heavens that the devil till now has an access to. Are you with me? And the reason why he has access to that place is because God made things under legal conditions. Oh, may God help us. I said, may God help us. One of the things that can bring us, that will cause the accuser to bring us to court, is sin. 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 That is the main reason why God will tell you several times, don't do this. Don't fornicate. Don't do this. Don't do this. You see, if you don't understand the main reason why God says these things, some of us, we are pushing. You see, hear me. Forgiveness. You see, all your sins have been forgiven. But many people are suffering because of certain things, some things that they did. Don't you know that? Even though your sins have been forgiven. Why is it that my sins were forgiven on the cross? And I'm still struggling. I went to fornicate. I now have HIV AIDS. I'm, I'm dying. Meanwhile, my sins have been forgiven. God bless you, Tommy. Tommy more. God bless you. The Lord said he's about to release grace over your life. There's a strong prophetic unction that is coming upon you. I see in the realm of the spirit right now that God is pouring an anointing on you. Tommy more. Tommy more. God is pouring an anointing even on your head. And the Lord spoke to me and said, His favor is coming so strong upon you. He will open greater doors for you. One of the doors that God is going to open is the door of traveling. Is the door of traveling. The Lord spoke to me. I hear a lot of guys even looking on a certain phone. And I'm seeing that when the angel of the Lord took me close, I'm seeing you, they are watching you on the phone. And I'm seeing you in the United States of America as they were watching you. And we're saying, Charlie, how come Morris, Morris, Morris? The Lord spoke to me and said, this is like a nickname. The Lord spoke to me and said, his favor is coming so strong upon you. He's about to open greater doors even for your life. And whatever he has spoken concerning your destiny will surely be made manifest. I'm seeing you shipping some things like shoes and bags and shirts even to people. The Lord spoke to me and said, whatever he has started with your life, he will surely perfect it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, great. So now, one of the things that can empower an accuser to bring us before the court is the sin of men. So Paul said in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 
and 27. Paul said, Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun set while you are still angry. And do not give the devil an opportunity to work. Did, did you see that? Do not give the devil an opportunity. This is New Testament. This is the New Testament apostle, Paul, speaking to us. Said, if you sin, you give the devil an opportunity to work. And the first main people, the day God opened this to my soul, I cried. Because some of us have suffered unnecessary things. Meanwhile, we have already been forgiven. All that we needed to do was to just appear to the court. Accept our faults and just let the blood of the Lamb speak on our behalf. That is all. Because we did not do this, we have suffered. We have suffered. And many are still suffering because of these things. And I'm going to teach you if you forget this, anything that happens to you, voila, voila. I'm telling you the truth. telling you. He said, he's writing this so that we should not sin. But in case we sin, there is a lawyer. Why have you been sinning and you are not going to the lawyer? Why? And because you are not appearing in court, my brother, the judge cannot be of help to you. And so long as the judge, who is your father and is supposed to say something in your favor, if he has not been able to say, look at what happened to Job. Because Job could not appear in court. God loved Job. He said many things about Job. But because Job could not come to say any other thing, look at what happened. Everything that he had was taken. Can you all hear me? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? Those of you on Port Bean, can you hear? Great. Great. Good. So now hear me. Let me show you how to appear in the court. I've, I've already said it, but let me just touch on it again. How to appear in the court. The moment you do something wrong, the very moment you sin. The very moment you sin. You remember that the time came Jesus was walking with the disciples and they met a certain blind man. 
And the Bible said the blind man was blind from birth. And when the disciples saw that, they asked Jesus, Who sinned? You remember that? Who sinned? Because there is something that sin can do to generations. Some of us, our fathers did not even know that we appear in any court to receive the forgiveness of the Lord and to receive a verdict that will dismantle every agenda of the enemy that should have happened to us because of our sins. And because they did not know that, the enemy has succeeded in bringing specific problems from one generation to the other. And people are paying for things they did not commit. It looks like God cannot do anything about it. It looks like. It looks like oh, if you don't appear in court, don't 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 say one of the God is there, Pine is watching me. You don't understand matters of, of legalities. You can't just be saying, oh, so God is there, Pine, look at the way I'm suffering. Look at it is lack of your knowledge that you are perishing. It is not God, it is you that is lacking knowledge. you that is why i told you during priesthood time last night that god he loves everybody the same but one thing that will let god stand with you is when he is pleased in you and that is only done when you believe in the lord jesus so anybody that is not a christian cannot appear in the court and receive a verdict on his behalf because jesus has not yet become your elder brother are you following? And you don't have any witness because the Holy Ghost is not dwelling inside you. You have no witness. That is why the devil normally thinks that he owns unbelievers. Are you with me? Yes. So you need to know these things. Let me tell you the truth, the people of God. Hear me well. Listen, you cannot tell me that you have not seen. I hope you know that. This one is not to let you feel so bad. No, no. Upon all these things I've told you, if you are still feeling bad, it means you have not appeared in court. <laughs> are you with me? And that guilt alone, do you know what the, the enemy can use guilt to do in a man's life? Do you know the number of people that have committed suicide because they were feeling guilty of what they did? It is not a shame to say, yes, I fornicated with a grandmaster um, last week. The moment you say that, what your accuser said, you have agreed with him. And once it is done, you now tend to say, yes, I, I, I fornicated with a grandmaster last week. But I know that the Lord is on my side. I come in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that the blood of the Lamb speaketh for me. As you are saying these things, I know that I'm washed by the blood. Whilst you are saying this, the blood will start speaking on your behalf. Jesus will speak. But the Bible says, He ever liveth to make intercession. Then the judge will now discharge and acquit you. <laughs> and after that, what guilt was doing in your life will be broken. Every negativity. Because if you don't appear in court and the judge does not say anything, 
it looks like the devil has an upper hand. That is why Paul said, don't give him an opportunity to work. Once you don't appear in court, you give him an opportunity to work. And sometimes, if it was by fornication, he would get the opportunity to attack marriages, childbirth, a whole lot of things. So somewhere, somehow, a certain husband, some, somebody's husband was troubling your life. He pushed you, ah, you ended up sleeping with the man. And the woman got to know. And the woman said, that young girl that slept with my husband, this and this and this. Now, even if the woman does not see it, the devil has seen it. He will accuse you of that. And when he brings you before the court, my sister, don't just walk about, appear. Once you are walking and you feel guilty of that act, it means that they have mentioned your name in the court. What you need to do, whether you are in a car or not, keep quiet. Sit down quietly. Close your eyes. Begin to imagine yourself at a courtroom. Many people started with this imagination and it turned out to be visions. Yes. It turned out to be visions. And they were imagined, but all of a sudden, things started coming on their eyes. They knew that, no, this one is not my imagination. They started seeing certain beings that will appear. Then they go, to, ah, this one is the one accusing me of what I've done wrong. Many people have seen Jesus through these means. There are, there are dimensions of tears. I'll talk about them, God willing, on that side, God willing, um, tomorrow. Tears in the court. Now, it is mostly done when you are confessing your sins. Because sometimes, the way the accuser will accuse you, even when you come before Jesus, like when Jesus has appeared to you and you stand before him, you feel unworthy, you start crying. Jesus, it is not even a court. So in the court, when the accuser is accusing you, all those things you did will start coming to your mind all of a sudden. At that moment, don't let what the accuser is saying move you more. No, no, no. Focus on what Jesus is there to do, what the Holy Ghost is there to do, and what the judge, who is also your father, is there to do for you. That is the most important thing. Are you with me? I'm helping. Listen, if you engage in this, some of you, some breakthroughs that will happen to you, you don't understand. You know that that traveling that has been locked, it is because a demon is having a certain legal issue against you in the court and you have no knowledge about it. That is why they have hijacked it. If you like, appear there and say, yes, I sinned against this and let God declare a verdict on you. The way that traveling door will open, you will be shocked. You will be damn shocked. <laughs> so there are many things that have been hijacked in the lives of many people because they have refused 
to appear in court. They don't even know the matters of, of the court of heaven. I'm telling you, don't forget these things. Don't forget these things. Many of us have not even heard of this before. Let me, let me show you one thing. Most of the times, when you are fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost, the first thing that will come, you will pick the voice of an accuser. When you want to fellowship, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, dear Holy Ghost, you are my friend. Immediately! Because the devil will not sit down for you to access glorious things in the heavenlies when he has a charge against you. So he will bring that charge so loud in your ears. That is why anytime you are fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost, you feel guilty about certain things you have done wrong and all those things. Now, the moment that thing keeps happening, it means you have been summoned to court. Go there. Yes, go there. I had to say, people, you see, sometimes when you go to church, you are a singer. Maybe you fornicated on Saturday evening. And Sunday morning, you are supposed to lead worship. The moment you take the microphone in the church, <laughs> the, the voice will, sometimes and the voice you hear, it, it will not be an audible voice, but it might be within you. Sometimes it, it is a thought. You, you, the accuser will start calling you names. Ochiala, Onikata, Shenihubi. I'm telling, oh, I'm telling you. Sometimes you will think your mind is the one doing that, but there is an accuser speaking. I'm telling you, and we, are, oh, we have all experienced that before. You take the microphone, you want to, you want to minister. Let's welcome minister this. You took the microphone now. Children of God, lift your two hands. Immediately the voice will sound in your ears. You are very filthy. All of a sudden, he will bring a memory of what you did last night. In the, in the eyes of your mind. Hey. And the moment that thing comes, all the songs you have listed to sing will vanish. You get confused. And so All of a sudden, you start speaking certain things like, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Satan, destroy Jesus for us. In the name. Hey! You see what? <laughs> In Abekan. Some people even go to say, say, God, Father, I thank you. I have forgiven you all your sins. You are forgiving God his sins. The Father, I forgive you. What I'm telling is a serious matter. And that many of us we are still guilty of something we did. Now, if you keep doing that particular thing and the accuser keeps bringing you to court and you keep receiving forgiveness for that. A time will come. The accuser will have a great upper hand because you don't just need what you know always oh you know. It it means that your conscience has been seared. So when you do that thing, you don't actually feel anything. That is why what when you start doing something wrong and you continue to do it and do it and do it and do it, you get to a point where you don't feel guilty concerning the thing any longer. At that moment, you have given victory 
to the enemy. There is no matter of court unless you repent. If you don't repent, problem will come. You will start attacking many areas of your life. I'm telling you. And that is what that some areas of our lives say. I know what I'm talking about. And I know many of you have issues like that. You have been praying. And some of you, the, the matter is, it is not because you fornicated. It is because you said negative words. Somebody had an issue with a man of God. He said, all men of God are fake. Every prophet is damn, And I will never in my life I will never in my me. I will never. You see, people when they get emotional about matters, they say things, and all these things that we keep saying, they are the matters that the accusers will use against us. Tell me, it is the will of the Father to be a blessing to you. It is the will of God to change your life. It is the will of God to cause you to have greater doors opening unto you. But lack of knowledge will perish. I'm telling you, it is, not the, it is not God's matter here. We are the problem. We are the problem. We don't know what we are supposed to do. Do you know that the devil does not even have the right? He does not have the right to start tormenting what God has given to you. He doesn't do but because you have failed to understand your own rights in the courts, he's using that. You have given him an opportunity to work. The guy that no place was found for him in heaven, you have given him a place in your life. He will mess things up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to do this. I want us to do this. Thank you, Jesus. One of the key things you need to know before we do what I want us to do is this. When an accusation is brought against you in the court, don't deny it. Or let me say, don't defend yourself. Are you with me? Yes. There are times when you sin, you are the one that is supposed to quickly go to the court. You, when you go there, that is what, you, there are places you go, you just, you, you just summon yourself to the police. I was just doing this and I killed somebody, please. And let me write my statement. Go to the officer. Let the Holy Ghost in you be aware of what has happened. Oh, Holy Spirit. I, 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 just, I just fell into fornication. Don't know. Once you are going before the Lord, the guilt will come. It means the accuser has seen what is happening and will take you to the court. Now, when you go there, just accept, yes, I've, I've done that. Yes, I sinned. Am I fornicated? Yes, I did that. But Lord, I come in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. For the Lord speaks on my behalf. For the blood of the Lamb speaketh better things. Now, 
These things that you are saying, you should know that you are coming out of a pure heart of repentance and remorsefulness. When you will hear on what you did. Are you with me? And when you come and you confess it, the Lord works everything and he declares. God is ever ready to say that you, you are, you are, you are not guilty. Meanwhile, you know you are. But because the blood has spoken, God has listened to the voice of the blood to give a verdict. Don't let the blood of the Lord Jesus be idle. Because so long as it is, you are giving the enemy an opportunity in your life. I am standing on this exalted altar of the Lord. And I speak over your lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any accusation that has been brought against you in the court that you have not appeared that has given the adversary the opportunity to attack your finance, to attack your traveling, to attack your marriage, to attack your health. In the mighty name of Jesus, I stand also as a witness on your behalf. And I declare, let the blood of Jesus speak better things over your life. I mute the voice of the accuser by the voice of the Lord Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Now I decree whatever problem that has been upon you for a long time that even certain prayers have not been able to solve. I decree by the voice of the Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus you are coming out. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, whatever you have done wrong and that the enemy has accused you of, yes, we know we have accepted our fault and we know that the blood of the Lamb. Speaketh better things even over us. For this reason we stand by the verdict of the judge of all. Whatever the enemy has received a legal right to torment in our lives, we hold the verdict of the judge of all. You devil, take your filthy hands of our marriages. Take your filthy hands of our travelings. Take your filthy hands of our all glorious door that are meant to open for us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and fire prayer right now. You are telling the enemy that accuser by the verdict of the judge. I declare to you, let your filthy hands be taken away from every door that must be opened for me right now. In the mighty name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and fire prayer. You have won the battle already in the court. Therefore, as you are standing face to face to the accuser, you are commanding him to leave. You are destroying his works and there is nothing he can do about it. When he's trying to take you to the courts again, the verdict has already been passed in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus, destroy all the works of the enemy. In Jesus' precious mighty name, Lift up your voice and fire prayer. Lift up your 
By the verdict of the judge of all, I declare I am free from every attack of the enemy. I am free even from the bondage of guilt. I am free even from the torment in my dreams. I am free even from the evil covenant of spiritual marriage. I am free. I, I am delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. I stand upon the verdict that the judge of all gave through the blood of Jesus. I declare my freedom now. I declare my freedom now. Devil, did you hear what the judge said concerning me? You have no right to torment my children. You have no right to torment my marriage. You have no right to torment my wife. You have no right to torment my school. In the name of Jesus, I am free and delivered by the blood of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus, for this is the blood that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Ikovas maliote pela, epuzamina kuntinge nevela, apeyele maskabaya. I see chains breaking right now. I see blood that is dropping on chains. And the chains are cracking. They are breaking. The deliverance of the Lord is coming upon some people right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are being loose from that addiction. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the blood. You are delivered. In the name of Jesus. Kevilos marikolaka. That sickness that is upon your body. That the enemy brought a legal issue against you by the power of the Holy Ghost who is the witness by the voice of the blood I decree that that sickness is gone you are free now you are free now you are free now in the name of Jesus that sexually transmitted disease that sexually transmitted infection that came upon you because you engaged in any sex that was not right that permit that the enemy had to bring the sickness upon you I decree by the blood that sickness is gone you are free now in the name of Jesus you are free now in the name of Jesus you are free now in the name of Jesus you are free now in the name of Jesus I decree right now by the superior blood of Jesus I stand in the court I join with the Lord Jesus as an advocate on your behalf and by his blood I decree that your liberation is now you have been delivered from the fingers of the evil one your soul has been snatched from the pit of hell no demon can torment you in your dream again all those witches have been banished from your life your destiny is secured in the name of Jesus your children's lives have been loosed in the name of Jesus Thank you, Father. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Something strange. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We give God all the praise. Our time is up. We are going to meet at exactly 5.20 p.m. We are going to pray. And whatever the Lord has purpose for us, it will surely be given to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please, at exactly 5.20 p.m., I'm going to pray for those that are sick. If you know anybody that is sick, let the person get connected. By any means, I'm going to pray for them. And the gracious Lord will speak to us. Don't miss it. 5.20 p.m. The Lord bless you. If you have any seed you want to release, wait till this Friday when we are done. You can release your seed. The Lord will work in miracle. I'm so excited for everybody. God bless you. I'm going to upload the message right after here. So please, in case you want to go over again, you can go and download it. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. We shall meet at exactly 5.20 p.m. Shalom. Bye-bye.